one outcome of this is fear has taken on the people because when there is lack of clarity about the uh, about the causation of the pandemic and the the, the, the and a no clear description of the level of risk that is available, then people will begin to fear the worst. And again, there is a perceived lack of transparency from health and government officials about the extent of the pandemic. All this, they, 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 they made the people feel like, ah, there's a heavy burden on their hearts and fear of what may happen has seized upon the hearts of men and women. The fact that they can no longer congregate to express themselves and people can't go to places of worship, people can't go to usual uh, spots where they related with others. Then all this one too, they help to, they, they, they still fool the, 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 the impinge on the mental health of individuals. This is Business Viva NG podcast. This is a podcast where successful food entrepreneurs in Nigeria share the success stories of how they built their brand and the lessons they learned along the way. Welcome to the show. Our guest today is... Uh, Kingsley Ahibwe. I'm a consultant psychiatrist at the University of Benetton Hospital. And I'm your host, Olumide from Barbecue and Cravings. Thank you very much for coming on the show today. I'm very excited to have you on. Let me also acknowledge the time you're giving me today because I can imagine, you know, um, today's Sunday, first of all, so everybody's, you know, tied up with all the things they're doing. And this podcast to me is very, very important because what is going on right now in the entire world... It's, it's tough for us to deal with. And then even given the Nigerian context as well, this is very challenging. And, you know, we've been, I'm in Lagos right now. We've been shut down for almost three weeks. You know, my wife has been home for almost three weeks as well. Some people don't have jobs they're going to anymore. You know, a lot of things are changing. And, you know, in the climate of what's going on, we need people like you who are skilled enough to advise people on what to expect and to also like get in tune with what they're experiencing. So thank you very much for coming on the show, coming on the show, sir. It's my pleasure. Thank you. Can you just introduce yourself and give us a bit of your background? You know, so people would know that you're speaking with a lot of authority today. Okay, well, Kingsley uh, Ahibwe, that's my name. Uh, I'm a consultant psychiatrist at the University of Benin Hospital, Benin City, and then a professor of psychiatry at the University of Benin Medical School uh, here in Benin. Fantastic. Thank you very much, sir. Yeah. So what should we expect right now that is going on? I mean, like from your own um, vantage point, you know, what would you say we're going through as a population or as even human beings? Okay. Uh, well, the, the, the coronavirus pandemic has uh, imposed upon the world uh, a new dimension of uh, restriction, of movement, uh, especially of people who have uh, potentially been exposed to this contagious uh, disease. Uh, this restriction is uh, known as quarantine. And uh, this is different from self-isolation, 
uh, which in itself just means uh, the individual who uh, feels he has been exposed keeps away from other people. Uh, and um, people who are quarantined are very likely to develop a wide range of uh, symptoms of uh, uh, stress and psychological disorders. And uh, the, the, this is not unexpected because uh, when a person is uh, restrained from moving out of his uh, domain, or uh, it's... Uh, it's an imposition, as it were, and the individual is never prepared for this. The world has never been prepared for this. We, as a people in Nigeria, we were never prepared for this. Uh, even when this started from China, to us here in Nigeria, it was, oh, then, then, that kind of a thing, you know? So now that it has come upon us and we have seen the reality of the coronavirus pandemic, then it's... Uh, it's already exerting a great toll on us as a people. So what would you say we can do right now about it? Because, you know, like you said, it's not just the people in isolation that are going to go through this period. I think everybody is going through it. You know, even people who have jobs who are now stuck at home, kids that were in school in between exams are now being sent back home to the parents' house. You know, um, folks who are supposed to pay bills, you know, contracts that they're supposed to have during this period. So, you know, I, I think it extends beyond just people in isolation. But w- what's the right way to deal with it on a on a on a human? Like, what? How can we deal with this? Like, well, first at a global level, uh, when we see what is happening in uh, uh, in Lagos now, uh, I, I I am here in Benin, but you know, by reason of. Uh, you know, the internet, we now know what is happening in Lagos, in various segments of Lagos and in Ogun State and uh, some other parts of the country. You, you, we've seen the emergence of uh, individuals who can no longer bottle their feelings within themselves and have, as it were, burst out into the open, congregating as groups of people, marauders, uh, people who who are now taking it out on they are fellow citizens. Uh, you know, the, 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 the anger they would have unleashed on those of, uh, in authority who have imposed on them this restriction in movement. They are now pushing that anger, displacing the anger on their fellow citizens, people who never had a say in... Uh, anything about lockdown or the like, or the virus, you know. And uh, we, we can see that people are now living in fear. Many lives have been lost, and uh, the, 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 the people can't come out even in the neighborhood to go buy bread from the next house where bread is still available for sale. And this already is making life difficult for the average person on the street. Uh, that's for, you know, so at, at, at an economic level, people can no longer go to work. People can no longer uh, go about their daily uh, chores, the kind of things that fetch them their daily uh, earnings. Even those who, and, and we know that uh, majority of our people are living below the, uh, the, 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 the level that 
we usually say the poverty line or so, you know, people don't have enough to eat. So hunger, even as we have seen explicitly uh, related by individuals on the social media that oh, they, they, that hunger uh, virus is more potent than coronavirus. So meanwhile, these are the same people who they themselves, they know, they, they, they fear to have contact with any man who is infected. Yet, it's like being between the devil and the deep blue sea. So they, 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 they're saying, look, 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 we, we would we choose to, we, if, if coronavirus comes our way, we would demolish it, but hunger is killing us. So people are hungry. And a hungry person is an angry person. And we see that displayed, unrestrained, uh, you know, uh, behavior on the part of people who are now disinhibited and who are have become violent and uh, resorting to means other than peaceful negotiation to get anything from their neighbors. Then people who are locked in, they, 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 they it's uh, like husband and wife who who before now needed to go their different ways to act a living, they are now forced to be together at home. Uh, economics aside, the, it is like uh, individuals learning to live together again. And uh, this in itself is already showing in by way of uh, the the kind of disagreements the, the that uh, and the frustration and boredom that this uh, loss of usual routine has imposed on person confinement is a can, can bring about uh, a lot of frustration. It's like being incarcerated, you know, and. Um, the, the 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 burden, the frustration, the sense of isolation from the rest of the world—they are all distressing to persons. And um, the fact that you are not able to take part in usual day-to-day activities, such as shopping for uh, you know basic necessities of life, or taking part in uh, social activities like uh, you know parties and just even person-to-person visits, all this one is bound to cause a lot of frustration and boredom. Besides, right now there is uh, the adequate, there is an inadequate uh, supply of uh, basic necessities. You, 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 you recall that some weeks ago people were already agitating that oh, let the uh, the electricity companies let them give us free light, and in any case, even for those who are not saying give us free, they just say let there be light so we can at least have uh, something to keep us uh, occupied in the house, so we can uh, we can uh, watch the TV and uh, and have light to uh, operate, you know, households uh, ut- household utilities and the like. Now people are in darkness. And yet people can no longer even venture out to go and buy fuel for their generators. All these are 
they impose on the individual a lot of restraint. And uh, come to think of it, the, the information flow is also a major problem because uh, with the advent of technology and social media, lots of information is gone out to the population and everybody has become an expert. Everybody has become a doctor and you have uh, audio clips, video clips from God knows where and uh, postulating various theories as to the causation of uh, the of uh, the the pandemic, and one outcome of this is fear has taken on the people, because when there is lack of clarity about the uh, about the causation of the pandemic and the. The, the, the and a, no clear description of the level of risk that is available, then people will begin to fear the worst. And again, there is a perceived lack of transparency from health and government officials about the extent of the pandemic. All this. They, 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 they made the people feel like ah, there's a heavy burden on their hearts and fear of what may happen has seized upon the hearts of men and women. The fact that they can no longer congregate to express themselves and people can't go to places of worship, people can't go to usual uh, spots where they related with others, then all this one too, they have to, they still fool, in fact, they impinge on the mental health of individuals. Uh, I, I, I don't know if you want me to continue. No, this is, because I had a lot of points to touch on, and honestly, like, what you're saying is just hitting all those points. You know, um, the fa family dynamics has changed, so there's more tension in the house, because, again, you know, the, the fact that even people can't go to church, you know, the fact that now they're stuck in the house the entire day, you know, they had outlets of what they should do outside. So I'm actually enjoying this conversation. You're, you're touching everything that I actually wanted to touch on. But um, maybe I should just ask this question. Like, what are the signs of grief? Like, what are the little signs that anxiety is creeping in? What are the signs that we have fear creeping in? Because, you know, sometimes people think, oh, I'm strong, I'm tough. But like, what are the telltale signs that, from your own experience, you can tell that, listen, like when you start feeling this way, maybe this is time okay. for you to approach things differently? Yes. Uh, signs like low mood, feelings of, you know, unusual feelings of sadness and unhappiness that now seems to persist as different from the occasional uh you know, feelings of uh, happiness and joy, all you know, that come on and go during the day. And people uh, were having difficulty with their sleep, maybe finding it difficult to fall asleep at night or find themselves waking up rather too early. Uh, and an individual who's, who's been home since yesterday morning and has probably slept during the day, wake up to eat and go back to sleep, 
then at night he probably finds it difficult to sleep well. And people feeling stressed and uh, and the, the, the heightened fear and anxiety about what will be the end of all this. You see? Then anger may begin to well up within persons and you may find people becoming irritable. Uh, in other words, uh, in the, you know, very little things that didn't used to upset anybody before will now begin to upset the individual, you know? And then emotional exhaustion and, and, and depression, you see? And uh, low mood and irritability, they stand out as being very common. This has been observed in studies and you know, and uh, in cases where uh, children have been quarantined, you know, they are locked in with their with, with, with their parents. Oh, the the the, the toll becomes even more, and uh, the, the 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 and, and uh, usually by the time a person is uh, by the time a person begins to have a nightmares or you know then avoiding the situation avoiding the situations that bring back memories of this much later we will begin to talk about post-traumatic uh, stress disorder which will be which is building up now because right now people are they, they're, be, they, they're getting agitated and irritable and hostile and uh, becoming rather suspicious and hypervigilant, you know, uh, even to shake an individual has now become, oh, uh, something else. And then the kind of things that used to be exciting to, to, to meet an uncle or auntie who has just returned from uh, England or from Italy or Spain or the United States or from a trip outside, it has now become uh, a nightmare. You, you, such persons are now to be avoided. Anyone who has a history of uh, travel, you see, even in the hospital setting, the healthcare worker, the average healthcare worker, is now uh, hypervigilant. Is is now being taught to be suspicious of anyone who comes up with not just uh, symptoms of coronavirus infection, but Anyone who has the or who who has a travel history, uh, oh, have you been to Lagos recently, or you've been to Abuja, or you've been to Oshun State, that kind of a thing, you know, and um, uh, fear and severe anxiety or mistrust, you know, and soon people will begin to ha lose interest in uh, in pleasurable activities and. Some may begin to experience feelings of guilt or plain loneliness. You see, so and uh, for persons who may have a history of a mental illness in the past, this these are very dangerous times for such persons because the 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 the, the, the present. Uh, uh, situation can precipitate a breakdown, even for the people who are who see themselves as strong. Not to talk of persons 
who were just managing themselves before now. And right now for, uh, for, for the children, initially it probably was fun for them to be away from school, but it's no longer fun for them. So the, the children are going to get agitated. The children want action. They want to be involved in activity. And uh, they want their, well, those who, have, uh, who are fortunate to have a handset, they want uh, uh, the, the, the credit to be loaded to their handset because they want to call this person or that person. Yeah? They want to browse. Meanwhile, parents are having financial difficulties because uh, it's the man who has money in the bank that we uh, recharge from his account, you see? And uh, to start with, many persons are not too sure, especially those who are working in the private sector, if at the end of April, as a matter of fact, they may have received pay at the end of March. But at the end of April, many are not sure if they will receive anything. And this in itself is going to make matters worse for many, many people. You see? So... Uh, maybe I should just pause. Um, no, that, this is amazing. So like, I just, because again, like I said, you're touching on every single thing that I have on my list because you've seen how, you've seen how everything is intertwined and they're all connected, you know. Um, now, now that people have anxiety and they have fear, like what would you say? Because one of the questions that I got was, if some, you know somebody that has this fear and anxiety, how do you approach them? But then also imagine I have the anxiety and I have the fear now. What am I supposed to do about it? So I guess you can ask you can answer the question in two ways. Imagine I have the anxiety and the fear, and imagine somebody close to me has the anxiety and the fear. How can I approach them? Right. Now, the 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 the, the first thing is to for each individual to make himself available to his neighbor in giving support. Uh, the, uh, this is a time for husband to just see himself as having to bear the wife up through and through and not picking uh, on faults and, you know, highlighting what this person has done wrong or has not done right. Support is critical, it's essential. That altruistic feeling of people helping people. The same thing goes for the wife to bear the husband up. And children, they will need a whole lot of understanding at this time. The, 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 the tantrums um, that they, are, they may be throwing, we need to understand that, look, this child is stressed. And we must be willing to be empathic, and, uh, and be, you know, be, be to 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 put ourselves in the shoes of the other person. And we need to be observant about the other person's uh, feelings and of uh, of of low mood or even excitement, unusual excitement which can also uh, mean that there's a problem somewhere. So, we, and uh, in being observant, we will be in a position to 
to offer ourselves to the next person. Communication is critical. It's not, I mean, if uh, the person who is in self-isolation, for instance, will still need to be approached. Albeit not from, uh, with a, from a distance, as it were. And well, we that are just uh, uh, on lockdown, we must find a way of communicating one with the other. You find messages flying around you just checking on you. It's important, really. It's highly encouraging to receive a call from uh, one person or the other. So this is the time for us to make brief calls to people, to just chat them up. Oh, I just wanted to know how you are faring. Uh, I trust you are good, you know? Such encouraging uh, snap messages that bring, that spell hope, you see? And um, uh, then the information flow, we need to try to restrain ourselves from reading every message. Oh, the especially messages that, in fact, we don't, we can't read all the messages, including so-called tips from here and there that talk about how to, uh, how to treat coronavirus and the like. Uh, we, we don't need to, for instance, engage ourselves in such issues as to whether chloroquine or hydroxychloroquine uh, is now to be used. It's never a person's headache what drugs the uh, the physician is going to prescribe for him. You see, so but in a, we are now in a situation where people seem to be anticipating that they already have malaria when uh, they, they, they do not know what the signs and symptoms of malaria really are. You see, so. Why do I need to be bothered about what drugs they are now using uh, when I don't have coronavirus infection yet? You see? So uh, information flow needs to be watched. And uh, we, we, we should, uh, because many of these uh, pieces of information, they only instill fear in the hearers. And... Uh, the, 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 you know, employers can reach out to their employees, you know, occasionally just to find out how you're faring, keep safe and the like, you see, and uh, educating people about the expected psychological impact and the kind of reactions people can have, can, can have to trauma uh, may be helpful if they're interested in such things, you know? And um, the, the, the kind of self-help self interventions that we can put in place will just include reaching out one to the other. I, I suppose, for instance, one person or two may get to listen to your podcast. This in itself is uh, it's invaluable resource. And I, I need to commend you for it's an altruistic uh, deal from you, well, and it, you, it, it might help someone along the way. That's the that's the prayer. Yeah. So these are the kind of things that we 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 could do to help uh, to help fight 
the 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 toll that mental uh, health issues can you know the kind of uh, mental health issues that can come upon the people at this time and the elderly especially we need to we need to reach out to them our fathers and mothers in the rural areas they need to hear from us at this time because we are unable to visit them any longer but keeping the father uh, on hold for a whole week is is not uh, is not helpful because they themselves, the people, our people who are out there, they are also as bothered about those of us in the urban areas, about our welfare, because they are hearing about, uh, you know, coronavirus, Toyota virus, and all by all names, by you know, by all descriptions. But they, they, well, the, the truth of the matter is, they do not know what this coronavirus is all about. They think that all of us in the urban centers uh, are now uh, infected, you see? Yeah. So we need to send messages of reassurance to them. Okay. How do we go about healing? You know, how do we feel? How, do, how can we make sure that we now start empowering ourselves? Because mental health is very, very important. But I believe that it's a slippery slope for a lot of people, you know? So like, you know... Um, from your own experience and practice, like what would be the way for people who are in that slum? How can they, what can they start doing? I mean, you mentioned reaching out to people, you know, and people reaching out to them, but is there anything else they can do to kind of just start uplifting them and getting them, getting them, getting them in the in the right mind frame? Okay. Yeah. Information is still of critical value. And, uh, you know, after the lockdown, there are some, new issues that may begin to come up, one of which is long-term absenteeism from work due to illness and the stress of the season. And uh, we need, employers need to bear that in mind. People for fear of, oh, that uh, people are going to begin to come up with all sorts of excuses. And uh, at that time, we need to show understanding. And uh, we also need to watch out for long-term mental health issues that uh, may afflict, especially the healthcare workers who are on the front line. And then young people who are under 30, and children and the elderly, uh, uh, you know, uh, especially the, the, those who may be disposed to uh, to having one mental illness or the other, or, or disability, or poverty. You see, so the the at this time we we should set our eyes on what could be the long term damage that uh, this uh, uh, this uh, disaster, this uh, pandemic could have unleashed upon upon all of us. And uh, uh, well, I, I think that uh, the, the the this time around we can we we can just do the little we should be able to do to mitigate the the uh, the effects of the lockdown. 
and um, uh, by reaching out to one another, showing uh, understanding, and um, and helping to where we have access to credible information, we bring them to the knowledge of those in our social network and correct those that are just fraudulent and are not they are not credible at all you see so these are some of the things we could do empowering okay that's very good sir um th those who have lost loved ones you know not even just in nigeria like family abroad because I've spoken yeah. to a few people that actually have lost people and you know they're not they can't grief right now because it's just I mean it's just not possible you know but like um in I've read someone about like the five the, I think there are five studies of grief or I've just read it in in different places but like how would you say someone should deal with that level of loss and that loss can also be a job loss you know it could be a breakup yeah. you know people had weddings that you know, I mean, they are, so just there's a there's, there's a trauma the world is going through, you know, at different yes, levels. Yes, you're on point here, really. You're on point here because, uh, the, the, yes, and uh, grief is going to be delayed now as it were. Uh, that, you know, there's something like delayed grief. And uh, so people are unable to express they are unable to cry out now. And people, because uh, you cry out and no one is going to come to be with you, to share your grief. And uh, uh, persons who have uh, lost people across distances, there have been instances of, oh, even in the UK, for instance, oh, someone has lost a brother-in-law that can't go and comfort the sister because she is two hours away from where she is and she can't drive there now. Uh, someone here is even within town has lost an husband and well, the, 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 it's no no visitors are coming. Well, for now, we should make use of uh, the resources at our disposal. Calling off such persons, uh, or, you know, from time to time, just call them up, just send text messages of encouragement and uh, hope to such individuals. And I can imagine by the time the lockdown eases off, there is going to be such measure of activity that may make people think that oh everybody has everybody ought to now come around me because of the loss I've incurred. And yet at that time also people will begin to struggle to make up for their losses. So you can you, you, you can understand why the grief process and grief work will become complicated as a result of uh, fallout from this uh, uh, the, the, corona, the pandemic and the lockdown. But, well, we, we, we just expect that people will do the best they can one for another. Yeah, I appreciate this time very much. Sir. Um, My last question, because uh, it's more than 30 minutes now, would be, do you think um, medication 
I'm, I'm struggling to even ask this question, you know, but like, you know, I know that, you know, people usually just pop pills, you know, sleeping tablets and all these things or just other kind of medication at this time. Do you think that's a, do you think medication is one way to help address some of these anxieties and fears or even the pent up frustration, things that are going on? Do you think medication, medication is one way to go about it? Or would you recommend, you know, I mean, other, other, other ways of managing the, the level of, you know, um, build up of stress, anxiety, concerns, and things like that. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, it is uh, because of the increased fears and uncertainties. Uh, people actually, the fear of addiction is a major fear during this period. Because persons may now want to uh, begin to medicate themselves. And uh, my advice is that it is not a wise thing to begin to indulge in such. Uh, in spite of the, the stress of the moment, it is a, the danger of addiction is... It's a very uh, prominent uh, problem at this time because uh, persons want to self-medicate themselves and want to have a better sleep, want to feel a bit better and the like. And uh, it, is, uh, it, 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 it may seem to be helpful for a short while, but the after effect can be deleterious. So uh, it, it's uh, self-medication is never to be advised at this point in time. Uh, okay. I mean, I you agree know, with conservative, you. So. Conservative management as it were, giving support one to another and giving of ourselves to other people, you know, in little, little ways. Uh, it may be in the same neighborhood or in the same compound or in the same house, reaching out to others and not necessarily just taken up by, oh, what has befallen me as a person? Because as we give ourselves, give of ourselves to others, there is a, there's a reasonable measure of relief and we, you know, that it's a rewarding experience, you know, a feeling of being useful and helpful to others that emerges. And this, this in itself can lift a person's mood. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Professor, I'm re I really appreciate this time. This has been a very fantastic um, conversation we've had. Everything you have said literally answered all the questions I was going to ask. And, you know, I, th I think you spoke about the fundamentals and everything is all intertwined. So I really appreciate your time. Thank you very much again, sir. Uh, this is, I'm happy that we've had this conversation, you know, because I know that the listeners, you know, some people don't even realize that they're going through this because there's that denial factor. But, you know, I, I read a quote, someone that says, the body, or the body never forgets, you know, the mind never forgets, you know, we're going through this and it's trauma, whether we like it or not. You know, but the sooner we realize it and we now start working against certain behaviors that are creeping up, I think 
we'll get stronger as a as a community and we get better as well so i really appreciate your time um thank you very much sir. that's pretty much it for today sir i mean i don't know if you want to say anything else to wrap up or like... i, I want to thank you so much i want to thank you so much uh, uh mr day for the opportunity you gave me to speak on on your podcast and i i i, I appreciate you and i'd like to encourage you to not to give up because uh, this is the way to go and uh, the, the this is the way to impact our generation for good and i pray god to bless you richly for these efforts thank you very much and have a wonderful day all right take care sir bye-bye hi guys so yeah that's a wonderful podcast today i um i'm excited um i had to um yeah i listen a lot and I like the way he spoke and the fact that really, really most of the questions I was trying to ask him, he answered them because they're all intertwined. You know, um, you've lost your job, you've lost your dog, you know, you've lost your, you know, an uncle, an aunt, you know, you've, you've broken up with your boyfriend. All those losses that the things that everybody somewhere is going through. And the unfortunate thing is everybody's going through that. So it's almost like, where would you find the strength to reach out to somebody else when you just lost your job and they lost their husband or they lost their job and you just lost a contract that would have, you know, changed things for you? You know, um, my takeaway from this conversation with him is, you know, I think we all need to go within our community, you know, um, within a close circle of friends, you know, family, whatever the case is, but we need to go and connect with them. You know, we need to reach out to them because that's the support group. You know, um, obviously the challenge folks have had is maybe because of the way social media has been running, we have neglected the, the core group we should have. But nonetheless, you know, reach out to them. Even if you're going through your own level of stress, your own level of trauma, your level of hurt, I think when you reach out to somebody else, like something happens, I believe, that gives you strength. You know, it's like, you know, there's a self there's a there's something comes in, there's an innate energy that you get because now you're, you know, you're you're. It, there's a bigger purpose, there's a bigger call. You know, I think that the word is altruistic um, uh, feeling, like you're you're giving back, and I think that also enriches you mentally. Um, also, con- uh, builds a stronger bond with your with your friends. I think exercising is key at this point. Um, he didn't mention that, but um that definitely we need to exercise so if you're going to walk around the neighborhood if you're going to walk up and down the stairs you need to keep your body active you need to keep the mind active as well too you know um i used to love going to the gym gyms are shut down i've struggled walking out in the house but we got to do something be active because that also releases i'm guessing hormones or chemicals whatever you want to call it that gives you in the right mind frame it gives you energy boosts you up you know, and you make it makes you feel good. And how, if you feel good on the inside, you feel good on the outside. It's just automatic. So exercising, um, reach out to people. In one of my other podcasts, I spoke about Maslow's hierarchy of needs. I would suggest you know you can reach out to that. Um, food, your diet is also key as well. I mentioned this before in other podcasts. There's some food that weighs you down, but if your level of activity has gone from like eight to like two, three. You probably can't be eating the same you were eating when you were burning more calories because your energy level was high. Now things have changed, so you got to scale that down as well too. Um, I love the fact that he mentioned about the um, information that we're all receiving. Most of it is underlining, giving you a level of anxiety and panic. 
and fear as well. Maybe block everything. Maybe just go to WHO site just to get information from them. Anybody send you um, WhatsApp messages, just delete them. Don't even read them because anything you put into your mind, your subconscious mind, keeps on playing into that. And, you know, I literally went to the grocery, uh, to the pharmacy today and I kept my distance from the lady. I wanted to get something for like a, not like, not soft throat really, but like something, just like a, a cough drops, you know, and I was thinking, what? Well, are they thinking that I have this virus right now? But so th- there's that psychology of even when you, you meet people, your first reaction is you want to shake their hands and now you're thinking, boom, you know, I had a, an experience, experience yesterday where I was thinking, okay, I feel like I'm getting like a, like a cough, for example, right? I'm thinking, who did I meet? Where did I go? You know, so there's that going on and you're thinking, I hope I don't get this thing. So there's that reality that even if you're constantly in the house isolated, you know when you step out of the house to run any basic errand, you're worried that this might be the one thing to expose you, you know, um, when you have, you know, whatever it is. So anyway, um, again, to round up is a wonderful podcast. I'm excited that I got this chance to speak to an authority on this. And I want you guys to all take this very seriously. You know, um, we need to really, really come together as a group, come together as, a, as human beings and take care of our neighbors your neighbor is not literally the guy who stays next to you even though you can do that as well but your family you know um loved ones mom dad uncles aunts whatever the case is because everybody is going through this bad ride and also it doesn't end when the lockdown finishes it continues because there's a ripple effect to a lot of things you know so anyway fantastic show guys have a wonderful day and thank you very much for listening you can i i really recommend you share this link with other people as well thank you guys take care Bye. thank you very much guys for listening to the show today i'm very honored that you guys are spending this time with me hopefully the content today has either inspired you or helped you give better direction please share the link with your friends we're on apple itunes uh, you can also find us on www.businessfreeverng.com That's where the direct link is. Have a wonderful day, guys. Until next time. Bye.